Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. The final weekend of the regular season is upon us. Three more games, and we are going to talk all about it. We got all the scenarios you could possibly want to know who's going to get in, what they need to get in, who could possibly miss, and what needs to happen there. We also have Immaculate Grid, 90 seconds on the clock. How many can I get? Things that make you go, hmm. And also a farewell, this is going to make me sad, a farewell to Miguel Cabrera, his final three games of his Hall of Fame career. We'll talk about him as well. So this one is going to be a lot of fun. It's here the last weekend of baseball. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, and gone! What a game, what a moment. Happy Friday, my friends. The weekend is basically upon us. Three games left, Alex, for everybody around the league. It all comes down to this final weekend of baseball. And I, I truly, I can't believe it's here. It's the final countdown. Now you're not going to go with me? Okay, fine. <laughs> it's Let's true, go. though. It, it is. is. Thank you. It is. I think I think there was a little pitch. I, I'm the singer here, as we know. We've established Yeah, I had a crack that. in my voice, okay? <laughs> you know, yeah, call me out. Call me out. My voice cracked. Let's go. Um, story of my singing career. Well, that's a story Alex, for I think we day. figured it out. Yesterday, yeah. we discussed how tail of the tape this year we tied, and I wanted the tiebreaker to be a race, but I don't think we should do that. But so, you, you remember what we did last year? I think I figured out our tiebreaker. So we're not going to wear tiny hands? Well, you're going to wear them when, we, when you I'm gonna, lose. I'm going to wear them anyway because well, I you're already love wearing them. tiny hands. You remember what we did last <laughs> year for the playoffs where we had a draft of teams yes. and then if our team won, you get a point throughout the playoffs? Yeah. We should do crushed. something like that similar. Okay. But you should pick better teams this time. Yeah. Okay. I'm aware. <laughs> okay. I didn't think the Dodgers were going to lose in their first round. Yeah, like, that was that tough. Was, that, that was brutal. Okay. That was, they were like my number one. I thought they were going to go a lot further. Um, yeah, that was your number one pick. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. So we're not, I'll just, I'll just keep the tiny hands on today. Just keep them, just keep them for on. fun. Um, but Alex, we did. So a lot going on this weekend. Yeah. I think we said yesterday, there's like seven or eight teams that still don't know heading into the weekend, what could possibly happen and where they're going to be and mm -hmm. if they're going to make the playoffs or not. So today what we are going to do is talk about all of the clinching scenarios and how they might happen this weekend. And that has to do with the AL West, the AL wildcard, and all the craziness that could ensue in the NL wildcard. Important here, though, is we record this Friday episode on Thursday, and we record most afternoon, of it yeah. Thursday afternoon before the game's finished. So for the sake of having every single detail possible, this next segment where we're doing all this, we're going to tape uh, later in the night after all the games are done. So this is going to sound a little bit different. It's going to look a little bit different, but it's just because we waited for all the games to happen. And it's better for everybody. And it's better for everybody because yeah. we wanted to have all the info. And now 
We will have all the info. So here we go. go. All the clinching scenarios as we head into this weekend of baseball. All right. We had a lot of things go down Thursday night, and we're going to run through all the different playoff scenarios. But first, we got to give a huge congratulations to the Orioles for winning the ALEs. Ben, I don't think that many people had this on their bingo card at the start of the season. I think the thing at most, I think people had the Orioles maybe getting into the playoffs this year and this being yeah. the year they turned the corner. But I, I don't think anybody, I don't think many people had them winning the AL East. And you, you just, to me, it's the turnaround. Like you said, congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the number one seed in the American League. Uh, the a hundred wins is what they hit Thursday night. Look, Alex, three years in a row, if you take out the COVID year, they lost 100 games or more three yeah. years in a row. Two yeah. years later, and they're at 100 and winning the AL East, a, a great division. They deserve so much credit. Brandon Hyde deserves so much credit. Manager of the year in the American League, by the way. He is, he's done an outstanding job. I'm just so excited. One seed, birdbath. It's coming, Alex. <laughs> for a couple it's games happening. The birdbath. It's just crazy. They're the first team in baseball to go from 110 plus loss season to a hundred plus win season within three seasons. And this is their first 100 win season since 1980. So this is just a huge deal for Baltimore. Watch out. Ben's excited. <laughs> if, 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 if they keep it going and, and if they, uh, they make a run, but another congratulations is in store for the Braves who clinched home field advantage throughout the entire postseason on Thursday night. So they're just yeah. they just continue to keep things rolling. Yeah, they're the they're the one seed and and they're gonna have the advantage over if it's a Braves Orioles World Series, the Braves will have home field. They clinched all the way throughout. Look, they've they've been they're so good. They're yeah. so good. And I know we talked a lot about the Cubs yesterday. Um but they fell apart in, in that series and didn't end up they should have one, two of mm-hmm. three, and walk away with zero of three. Yeah. And now their playoff hopes are are a lot more difficult, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. all about that in a couple of minutes. But, yeah, huge congrats to the Braves, number one seed all the way throughout. And, uh, yeah, yeah. They've been, they, they're one of the best teams that I, I can ever remember watching. Now, that's not to say they're not vulnerable because they have some pitching issues right now mm-hmm. uh, heading into the playoffs, especially during the DS when they're going to be without – Charlie Morton and Max Fried is currently dealing with a blister. So how's what's his situation going to be? We're not exactly sure. Um, but yeah, huge congrats to the Braves. Much deserved. They're so, so good. Uh, they're rolling. But let's talk about the AL West because it is madness right now. This race is absolutely crazy. And the Mariners, just a huge walk-off win against Texas to take game one in this four-game series. That's ultimately going to decide where each team ends up and who gets into the postseason. Look, the Mariners need to win three of four. If they yeah. win three of four, they can put themselves in a really good position uh, to get into the playoffs. If they don't, it, they're going to be in trouble because of where the Astros are in that final game against the Astros. So this series, uh, yes, it's at home. It's against the division leader. You know what you needed to do and you need to mm-hmm. win to be, you got to win every game. And uh, it did not look good for them. They got down 2-0 uh, t- pretty quickly. Adolis Garcia hit a homer early in the game as well to make it 2-0. And next thing you know, there's just no offense out of that Mariners team. I, I mean, none. And then 
they Julio ends up hitting a homer to make it 2-1, but that was kind mm-hmm. of it all night long. And then the Achilles heel for the Rangers all season long. It's it's poetic how it happened. It all season long. Brutal. Their bullpen, Brutal. Their bullpen can't come through. And no. you go to your guy, your big trade acquisition, well ahead of the deadline in Aroldis Chapman, and the guy can't throw a strike. I mean, he, he, was couldn't no, find, he couldn't find the zone anywhere. He was nowhere close. Wild pitches um, everywhere. So, you know, shout out to, to Bruce Bochy for understanding the situation and seeing yeah. what is close. He used the eye test and said, I got to go get this mm-hmm. guy. He, he doesn't have it. Yeah. Went to the bullpen, got a quick out to a pop-up to center, uh, got another out, a pop-up to the third baseman, and he thought, they're going to win this game. The, the Rangers, yeah. are, this move is going to yeah. save the game. And J.P. Crawford comes through with that walk-off, off the wall, scoring two runs. Mariners win. Alex, that just that makes wild. things. For, for the Mariners to win, it just needed that. It propels. The chaos ensues for even longer. If the Mariners had lost yeah. that game, uh, we it wouldn't have been certain, but the Astros probably would have felt uh, like they would be the sixth seed at, at yeah. minimum. And the Rangers would have officially been in the playoffs and one more went away from officially wrapping up the division. But this just makes the chaos go on even longer into the weekend. And I am here for the chaos. Oh, yeah. No, J.P. Crawford kept the Mariners season alive in that ninth inning. There is no doubt there. And and you could feel that excitement. You could see it on the field. And there's a lot of scenarios here now that that happened. Now, the Rangers obviously are still sitting in a good spot. Their magic number is one. That's all the Rangers need to do. They need to win one game to make it into the postseason. The Mariners now, it's... It's a different scenario here, Ben. There, there's a lot of situations. You want to run through it? Yeah. So, like you said with the with the Rangers, when yeah. one, you're in. When two, you win the division. With the Mariners, it now gets complicated. Yeah. Um, instead of being what they, they would have been two games back with three to go behind the Astros, but now they're one game back behind the Astros with the tiebreaker. So all they need to do is tie the Astros and they get into the playoffs. So if the Mariners go on, to, if the Mariners win three of four in mm-hmm. this series against the Rangers, they will get in. Now, if the Astros win two of three against the D-backs, they're in no matter what. But that's where it starts getting tricky because then it depends on what the Mariners do. If the Mariners go on to sweep the Rangers and the Astros win two of three, Well, Alex, what do you know? The Astros hold the tiebreaker over the Rangers. So if the Mariners sweep and the Astros (laughs) win two of three, the Rangers are out of the playoffs altogether. If the Mariners win three of four and the Astros win two of three, Mariners win the division, Astros get in. If if the Astros sweep, if the Astros sweep and the Mariners only win three of four, that's the Astros route to win the division. So, essentially, here's what we need to remember. The Mariners are now one game behind the Astros. So, all they they just have to win one more game than the Astros win against the D-backs. If the Astros win one against the D-backs, the Mariners have to win two more. If the Astros win two against the D-backs, the Mariners have to win three to top the Astros and would ultimately end up being able to win the division. If the Mariners win all four, which they would three more now. uh, Yeah. Obviously, they're great, but it it does get tricky. Mariners win if they just win one game and the Astros get swept, they are in. If the Mariners win two, this it does get complicated here. Bear with me. 
Okay. The Blue Jays also come into play here. Yeah, the I was going to say, there's another winning. team here in the wild card. The, the Mariners, the, now the Blue Jays did win Thursday night against uh, yeah. the, the Yankees. So that was huge for them. And, and they, they are now in a, in a really good position. But Mariners win two. Blue Jays lose their last three games. Blue Jays are out. Mariners are in. There's a lot of situations here. Uh, the important part to remember is Mariners are currently one game out of a wild card spot. And if they yeah. win one more game than the Astros do in this next series, they will be in the playoffs. That's a lot to take in. How but a you, lot can you, happen. How do, you, how do you feel after all that information? <laughs> you got it? I feel like I'm like a cartoon with like all these numbers going above my head and I'm like trying to keep up with all of it. And it's like just every team, you just got to win. You want to get yeah. in the playoffs? You just got to win. That, that's yeah. what it comes down to. I like speaking in, in magic numbers, okay? And that yes. makes it easy. The magic number is a combination of you, you winning or the team that you need to lose losing. The Rangers' magic yeah. number is one. The Blue Jays' magic number is two. The Astros' magic number is three. Okay, yeah. So all of those teams control their own destiny. The Mariners do not control their own. Yes. They, they, they need some help, but they also, if they obviously, if they sweep, they're in. So mm -hmm. I guess they technically do control their own destiny. It's just a little just bit harder. Win. With that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Win, and, win and you're in. Win and you're in. All right. Let's move to the NL wildcard race because that's also a little wild, especially with the D-backs loss on Thursday night. Yes. So the D-backs magic number is still one. It just, yeah. uh, with the, the Cubs ended up losing, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. again to the Braves. So now the, the D-backs could have gotten in with a win and a Cubs loss. They got the Cubs loss. They did not win themselves. So they're just one game away from getting in. But, Alex, here's where it gets really complicated. Okay. Nothing I've said so far has gotten as complicated as what I'm about to tell you. Okay. The Marlins are a really big player in all of this. Yeah. <laughs> the Marlins and the Mets played Thursday night. The Marlins and the Mets game got suspended in the top of the ninth, and they waited for four hours Insane. to try and play the game, and it never happened. And eventually, at one a.m. at one a.m. Eastern time, they it's decided crazy. to call the game. Skip Schumacher, manager for the Marlins, was out there furious and pissed off because he wanted, you know, they took off the tarp at a time they wanted to play. They didn't end up playing. Well, why does this get so complicated? Well, because the Marlins play tomorrow in a different city against a different team. Now what this means is this game that's already in the top of the ninth yeah. is going to have to be played on Monday, the day after the final day of the season when everybody is off. Now there is a route in which it doesn't have, if, if everything's solidified, they obviously won't go play it. But with how tight yeah. it is, it's probably going to need to be played and they're going to have to – they have a lead, 2-1. to yeah. one. They, came, they came back to get a lead there. They're probably going to have to play Sunday against the Pirates and then go back to New York for a Monday game to play for just a couple for more For, like, hours. one inning? For, for like for, – they literally play for, like, one inning. Yes, for one That's inning. They're going to have to go back and figure it <sighs> out. So, uh, Alex, we talked about it. Uh, off the top of the show, we're going to record this after all the games are done. Well, guess what? We didn't do yeah. that because one of them is not going to be finished <laughs> until Monday. And chaos <laughs> really That's crazy. So the whole chaos that we've been talking about for yeah. a week that we just know is going to happen gets even more chaotic because the Marlins are, are have like three more outs to get. 
but they're not going to be able to get them until Monday. Which is crazy because right now Miami is in that third wild card spot with the Cubs a half a game out looking in. So it is when you say it's tight, every like every moment matters and every win matters. It's this is crazy. Yeah, this that's, is, that's kind of why I said, you know, like it, we presented it in like a joking fashion, but. I mean, Seiya Suzuki's error legitimately is is one of the biggest errors in, in Cubs history because of what it meant. Yeah. I mean, they're they're in position to win that game, and then we're talking a completely different scenario right now. Uh, the the Cubs, yeah. the Cubs defense just fell apart in the biggest series of the year, and now it gets really complicated because well, the Marlins' magic number is two to get in if yeah. they hold on. To, <laughs> If they hold on to their win, that will come on Monday night, perhaps. It'll be go down to one. <laughs> in the one inning that they have to pick up and replay. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So the Cubbies, here's the Cubbies route to get in. Okay. They have If they win three of three, if the Cubs yeah. win all three against the Brewers uh, and the Diamondbacks lose three of three, they're definitely Oof. in. If the Cubs okay. win three and the Marlins lose two of their remaining still four, they're yeah. in. If okay. the Cubs win two against the Brewers, here's what has to happen. The Marlins have to lose three of their final four, and the Reds have to lose one of three. That's right. You just heard another team for the first time. The Reds are still in play here, Alex. And if the Cubs win one game, they would need yeah. the Mariners to lose all four and the Reds to lose two. That's the Cubs. The one. Marlins, yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. And then, That's crazy. lastly... Yeah, are you, the Reds. Ready for the, are you ready for the Reds route to get <laughs> this in? This is crazy. Yeah, is, it, Reds, let's go. Keep those dreams chance. alive. Keep the those Reds, dreams alive. Here's the first and foremost. Any route they have to get in, they have to win all three. Reds have okay. to go 3-0. If they okay. do, Miami can't win more than one. Chicago can't win more than two. And Arizona needs to go 0-3. All of these involve okay. Arizona going 0-3. So I'm not going to dive too much into the Reds. It's a long shot. Yeah. They, need to, they need the Diamondbacks to lose all three. They need to okay. win all three, and then they need okay. more. This is wild. This is a wild weekend. There's a lot. There's a lot There's going a lot. on here. And if everybody listening didn't understand all of that, then shame <laughs> on you. I need everybody to know right now what everybody needs to do. This is crazy, but this is what you want. This is beautiful chaos, the last weekend of the regular season, and we're probably going to get, we are going to get an extra day of the regular season on Monday for one inning. Most likely. Madness. If everything, Madness. If everything is wrapped up, um, then they won't go back to play. But I honestly don't see us. They're most likely going to have to go back. And that is, to be Wild. honest, that sucks for everybody involved. Imagine the Mets having, the Mets are going to be like, what? Are you serious? We have to yeah. stick around for three more outs. Um, it's just a, a wild situation. What's the what's the mindset you have there though as the Mets? Like try to screw it, screw it yeah. up for the Marlins yeah. and just like Absolutely. give it everything you got. And it's like, well, nothing to lose here. So we're just gonna make sure you guys don't get it. Or it's they're just kind of putting in all their young guys and like, eh, just don't get hurt, and then easy for the Marlins to get in. That's or, a strange scenario. Or the Marlins get back into town Sunday night, both teams go out to dinner. And the Marlins offer them part of their playoff money <laughs> if they just let them get the last three out. And then the Marlins are in. Oh, the secret scenarios. Uh -huh. <laughs> Wild. 
Wow. Um, yeah. So you got all that, Alex? Sure. Yes, you are locked yeah. in. All right. Those Win are and you're all in. The... Win and you're in. Win and you're in. Um, yeah. Those are all the scenarios for everybody to get in this weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Marlins Mets will pick back up if need be on Monday because of what took place Thursday night and that suspended game. There's a lot. Rangers are playing the Mariners for three. Astros are playing the D-backs and there's implications everywhere you look. Uh, but hopefully you got a little bit of clarity after this or else you just got more confused. But that's part of this. The beautiful chaos is about <laughs> the beautiful to chaos weekend so uh that does it for all the scenarios this weekend now it is time for some immaculate grid getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save 20 dollars on the steel ms162 or ms170 chainsaw Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, now you know everything that can happen heading into this weekend. Every game matters and so many different situations can happen. It's wild. It's going to be so much fun. I love this. But now it's time to move on to our favorite baseball game, Immaculate Grid. Ben will have 90 seconds to guess nine players. His record is guessing nine players in 36 seconds. So can he go immaculate A and B? Can he ever beat 36 seconds? I don't know. 36 was that's why that was the perfect storm wild. of there were two accolades at the top and then the Yankees which the history there makes it like 36 is going to be tough to be. All right. Well, uh, let's get the grid on the board. See what we're working with here. All right. We got twins, Braves, 20 plus 200, 200. There's an extra zero there. There is. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Plus strikeout season pitching. And then you have the reds, Texas and angels along the bottom. Yeah. Along the side. All right. So, Twins, Braves, 200 or more strikeout season on the top. Reds, Rangers, Angels. 90 seconds on the clock and go. All right. So I'll start with the 200 plus strikeout season for each. Reds, I'll go Luis Castillo. Um, Rangers, Angels. Angels, I'll go Nolan Ryan. Um, Rangers, I'll go with Hugh Darvish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Braves, Reds, Billy Hamilton. Braves, Rangers. Braves, Rangers. Braves, Rangers. Braves, Rangers. Cole Hamels. Braves, Angels. Braves, Angels. Rysel Iglesias. Twins. Okay. Twins, Reds. 45 seconds. Maley. What's his first name? Maley. Uh, Tyler? Tyler Maley? No, Tyler Maley. No! Yes, that is correct. Okay, keep going. Uh, Twins, Twins, Angels? Twins, Angels. Angleton Simmons? And then, no, that's Twins, Twins, Angels. That, you guessed Twins. Yeah. I gave Logan a lot of props last week. 
Uh, and now I don't have any more guesses according to the game, but Twins oh. Twins Rangers would have been Joey Gallo. You got Immaculate it. Immaculate again. You got it. I got it. You got it with five seconds to go. Whew. Yeah. Right. Nice job. Okay. Yeah. Three seconds. Yeah. Five seconds five to seconds go. Five seconds to go. Great. Yeah. You said it with five seconds to go. Not bad. It's funny that now when you get it immaculate, like not bad. Wasn't 36 seconds. I know. But not first, bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Logan. You did great. No, he didn't. I, I like to pump people up. Okay. But they got to do a good job to give them credit. It's okay. Maley was tough, but I didn't know the first name. So I said Maley. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't Luke. Yeah. I knew it wasn't Luke. All right. All right, let's got it again. Let's move on to things that make you go. Hmm, because there were a lot this week. Okay. And let's get started with brutal one. This is the first time since 1995 that both the Yankees and the Red Sox will miss the playoffs. That's a long time. Yeah, they're both like historically great franchises that are always in the postseason. It's been almost 30 years since we have had a postseason that doesn't include the Yankees or the Red Sox. And now we're getting that. Yeah. And that is uh, just a head scratcher when you hear it. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. The Yankees are the Yankees. The Red Sox also a story. I've been great. Organization. So been almost 30 years since we've had a playoffs that does not feature one of those teams. Crazy. Uh, next things that make you go, hmm. A fan throws a foul ball back and hits George Kirby. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what, it's not even just baseball right now. It's like concerts. It's everything. People think that they're entitled because they bought a ticket to be able to throw something out on the stage, the field at play. And there was a foul ball hit into the stands in the Astros Mariners game. And the person that caught the foul ball, I think it was a 16 year old kid threw it back onto the field and it literally hit the starting pitcher. It hit George Kirby and he looked around like super confused and Scott service comes out like what, what, what the hell man? Like what happened? What, how is this possible? And yeah, that kid was kicked out of the game, but that kid should never be allowed back in a baseball stadium. No, ever. that's like, he got him like yeah, right in the stomach. Him. Yeah, luckily it didn't hit him in the head or, yeah. or like the hand or anywhere face. that it could have. Yeah, the face. It hit him like, I think it like brushed his jersey and hit him in the stomach, but it, somebody literally hit him from the stands with a foul ball. And that's yeah. just ridiculous. And Not it chill. pisses me off. Uh, we've been dealing with situations like this in the, scary. in the world, I feel like this year. Concerts, the Ronald Acuna situation mm-hmm. out in right field in Colorado earlier with fans running out onto the field and thinking and just going up to hug him. And now this fans throwing a baseball out there and hitting the starting pitcher. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We need to crack down on this more than this. This fan was kicked out of the game, but they, that we, we, they need to be banned forever. You need to have situations come into play that become public. And just that headline being out in the world will make people yeah. never want to do that again. Right. 16 year old kid banned for life for throwing a baseball at a player on the field. Field. Okay, well, somebody's never going to do that again. Yep. And if you do, you know the consequences, but they don't, you know, like getting kicked out of the game, who cares? Right? You could come back tomorrow and do the same thing. Yep. It's ridiculous. And you may think like 16 is young, but 16 years old, you're allowed to drive a car. Right. So you that's could, a right. very dangerous situation. My like life you need is, to be responsible enough at that yeah. age. 16 years old, are you kidding yeah. me? My, my life is in your hands out on the road. Yep. You could, you could, you know, like I, you know, if you can yeah. drive a car and put other people's lives at risk, 
you're old enough to know what you're doing at a baseball game when you're yep. throwing a baseball at a pitcher. And I guarantee you, he's laughing in the stands, oh, thinking for sure. it was funny. He was going, he was putting his arms up, like as he's getting kicked out. Like, why? Right. Why and am I now, getting kicked out? And now like, he gets kicked out. He goes to a he goes to hang out with his friends. They all laugh, laugh about, about it. it. Yep. No. Kick his ass out for life. <laughs> all right. Moving on to a, a happier things that make you go, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I want to do that one. Dancing on my own is back in Philly, baby. I am a little surprised that they're just running it back with dancing on my Why own. Why not? But I love it. It was I one of the it. highlights of the postseason last year for me when we were hearing Same. that Philly crowd sing Dancing on My Own and we go to a bar in Philly and everybody was playing Everyone. it and everybody was singing it. It's just a feel good song. The Phillies clinch the playoff spot. They clinch the number four spot. They go into the clubhouse. They're popping bottles and they start singing and dancing to Dancing on My Own again. It is back. I am pumped. I don't know if we will end up in Philly at this point because the only chance we have to end up in Philly is the World Series this year. Um, but either way, it'll be a big part of the postseason, and I'm excited. For I it. love how they brought it back kind of midseason because they weren't using it at the start of the Did season, they? and it was a midseason bring back. They were having a oh, tough start to the season, I didn't know that. and then they brought it back, and they started playing better. So it was like, it's kind of been like, come on, you need this. You need we this. need you this. You need the song. We all need the song. And yeah. so, yeah. And then that turned their season around. Yep. So, well, the Philly fans turned the season around with For Trey, Trey Turner, Turner and then the song. Dancing and the on my own helped the team. Yep. I love it. All right. Moving on to our next things that make you go. Hmm. Josh haters comments on not making himself available for four outs. Yeah. Josh hater. Uh, we all know the, the Padres situation. It was a, Coming into this last week, it was a long, long shot for them to make the playoffs, but they still had a chance. Yep. Big situation in a game. Josh Hader with four outs to go. So two outs in the eighth inning. It was a lefty batter, wanted to go to Josh Hader, and he was unavailable for that. And asked, uh, Josh Hader was asked about his thinking behind not making himself available for four out save. He said, it's the situation that we are at. Asked to clarify, and he said, are we in a playoff race? And then technically, yes, but it would take a miracle to which he said, you guys want me to do everything, which I think is unfair. I think they just want him to do his job, which is to come in and get four outs every once in a while as a closer. Yep. Asked if he was looking to the offseason with his decision to limit himself. He said it has nothing to do with the offseason. It's the now. It's the health. It's the making it through the entire season. 162 games is not an easy task to do. You see guys work overloads. They get injured. I look, Josh Hader has always been a guy that he does not often come in to get four out saves, does not often do more than the three outs that a closer is often asked to do. Um, but in this situation, look, I, 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 I hate it. I, I don't like it. And I would understand if it was like a six out save, like come in to get six outs, but like four outs, one more. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. So it is the, it's the up and down of it. It's not necessarily, it's the, you, you're in your routine, you come out, you finish the game. Yeah. Four outs means you have to go out into the eighth and then go sit down sit. in the dugout and then go back out. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't hate it from a perspective of like, I, I feel like a lot of people hate it because they're mad at Josh Hader for not wanting to work or, you know, like, come on, man, help your team. I just hate it because I feel like I don't know. I, I just hated the answer. It rubbed me the wrong way of, are we in the playoff race? 
And it's like, oh, because it's a long shot at this point, you're not going to go get four outs for your team. But if you were a half a game out or if you were in the playoffs, you would do it. Yeah. Like, that's if off. you sign with a team and you say like, hey, I don't like to, I'm a, I'm a three out guy mm-hmm. and I'm one of the best in baseball at doing it. And that's, that's what you're going to get with me. Yeah. But for him to like say, because of the situation, he's not going to go out there to get four outs, but maybe if the situation were different, he would. I, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I hate it. I feel like, uh, I feel like he let his teammates down. I feel like he let his manager down. Bob Melvin looked let down after the game. Yeah. when talking about it. Uh, he was sitting in his chair and basically was like, uh, yeah, he was unavailable and they asked and he basically didn't have any answers. And yeah, it just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Uh, yeah. Your team asked you to get four outs in a situation when they know you're typically a three out guy. I think that's a situation, you know, like, I think that's a big situation and they're, they still did have playoff hopes. Yeah. That's like, they weren't, they weren't eliminated. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to help him heading into free agency. No, I don't think that's teams the are last gonna, thing teams want right, to say, you know, like I get, he, you know, whether it's, I don't, I get, he doesn't want to get injured. I get it's something he's uncomfortable with and something he's not typically used to doing. But now you put yourself in this tricky situation where you're about to be a free agent in three games. And this is a, this is not a good lasting memory for other teams that are going to be shelling out some money. No, probably the last conversation you have about Josh Hader at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on to our next things that make you go. Hmm. Rowdy Telez on Josh Donaldson's entrance into the new clubhouse. Yeah. So Josh Donaldson, a new pickup for the Brewers a couple weeks ago, starts his time down in the minor leagues and then gets the call up to the big leagues, walks into the clubhouse. And this is all words from Rowdy Telez was talking about this. Um, They were actually former teammates in Toronto. So Rowdy Telez on getting Josh Donaldson back in his clubhouse. He said he walked in the clubhouse and walked straight by. And I said, Hey, there were a couple other words after that. I was like, when you walk into a clubhouse, you introduce yourself to new teammates. Mm -hmm. So Josh Donaldson basically said it, not basically, he said after that, everybody here knows me. Josh Donaldson (laughs) does not have a good rap with, with, clubhouses and I mean, obviously, and there was no like smiling or joking here. Uh -uh. I look Josh Donaldson walked into this new clubhouse. Didn't say hi to a single person. Just walked right on in and Rowdy Telez, a former teammate called him out like, Hey man, when you walk in, like say hey to people. And he's like, everyone here knows me. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, he's not the guy I want to hang out with. (laughs) And then you know, Rowdy Telez, when there was a, there was a, a bunch of other things said and Josh Donaldson like fired back with like a, a food joke, like calling Rowdy Telez, like basically saying he's overweight. Like, uh-huh. at, um, I forget. Are you he, on the seafood diet? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I see food. I See-ya. eat it. Funny. Yeah. yeah. But like Rowdy's telling this story and he wasn't like smiling or laughing no, about any of it. No, it was mean. Yeah. It was mean. Who Everyone knows you. Okay. So what? I, I walk into a room of people, friends and family that know me and I'll still say hello to everyone. Like, yeah. I, so weird, man. So weird. Come on, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, he's Come probably on. just in a weird headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 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 <laughs> well, our next things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> a certain call in the Braves game, Johnson to hand 
to Mastroboni. <laughs> we we got to listen to this. This is <laughs> this was in the Braves game, um, and just the the way the game set up and the way it was announced. Just let, let's take a listen to that. So the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Mastroboni. That's probably a good thing. Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth. <laughs> One, Jeff Francoeur did not deserve that stray that stray shot at know, him for like I know that guy would be in here cracking up. But yes, just Johnson to hand to Mastroboni forever a cl- will forever live on as a classic baseball call. But uh-huh. it was just uh, he was just saying the names, you know. Yep. Nothing more to it. Nothing more. Nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to our next things that make you go. Hmm. The interaction between Gabe Kepler and John Brevia. Yeah, so to make some sense of this, there's a, a bit of history here with uh, Gabe Kapler going out to get pitchers. And I think it was last year, there was a situation where the pitcher and him were just not on the same page. And the pitcher didn't want to come out and it ended up being this like altercation. Well, this time, uh, John Brebbia, who was, uh, I think, like an opener in this game, he wasn't going to pitch long, but he mm-hmm. basically like screwed around with Gabe Kapler. And Cap goes out to get a new pitcher and Brevia is on the mound, not allowing him to make the call to the bullpen. He just keeps getting in his way. He keeps holding his arm down so he can't like <laughs> point to the to bullpen to get him out. And he keeps like bumping into him yeah, and yeah. Kapler's kind of like laughing Locking about it. his arms. And then, and then Brevia went on to say afterwards that basically um, his words were, if you know, like your manager comes out, if you just get in his way and keep his arms down, he'll run out of time and he won't be able to take you out of the game. And he's like, I felt good. I felt like I wanted to keep going. And uh, yeah, I just made it so he couldn't make the call to the bullpen. And it ends up being just a hysterical, uh, video on the mound of them too. And they're them both bumping like into- laughing. Yeah. It's, they're both it's, like, it's it, it was, it was, yeah, yeah it was funny. And, In good spirits. Yeah, it was great. Well, our last things that make you go, Hmm. This is like a WTF moment. Uh, a Phillies fan tried to bring an alligator to a game as a service animal. What? Well, that's, yep. That is exactly what happened. What? Yep. Outside the stadium, um, guy, alligator had a little, it looks like a little service vest on. Uh, oh but a Phillies fan tried to come into the game with what they said was a quote, service animal. Now the service animal just so happened to be an alligator, like a full blown, large adult alligator. And I can't say I've ever seen that before. Or heard of that. That would kill a child, bite a child, like an, an adult. Yeah. How is that street legal? I don't, I don't even think that's street legal, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I need answers. But these are the people that ruined... Um, being able to have like, um, dogs on planes as like, um, anxiety, like what's the word? Service animal. No, not service animals. Uh, Emotional support. uh, Yeah. Emotional support. You used to be able to bring dogs on as your emotional support, but you can't anymore because people started bringing like snakes and claiming as my emotional support animal. Well, this guy tries to bring in a, an an alligator to the game claiming it's a service animal. And if you haven't seen the picture, you need to go. It's it's like sitting on the Take guy's foot. Take it's a legitimately a full-sized alligator. And he tried to bring it into a, in a dog game. walking harness in a, in a dog walking harness and a leash. That's no, uh, uh-uh. Nope. That's a no for me, dog. I'm kind of, I think it's a yes for me. No, uh-uh. I like it. Nope. Why? Why is it a no? Um, have you seen alligators mouths and their teeth? Well, and I like don't. one, you're gone. I don't need to Arms get gone. No, you just got a serpentine. Nope. Serpentine, you know? Nope. If you run, you serpentine. Nope. 
But yes, that's what you do. If you're ever faced in a situation okay, where you well, have you an alligator face to face with you, yeah. do not turn and run straight. You turn in serpentine. It's true. What's serpentine? Serpentine. Wait, what's serpentine. That what's that mean? Like it run mean, like right, at a zigzag? Left, right, left. Oh, yes, so zigzag. You, like, you juke it. You serpentine. You juke That's what it. you do. Juke, juke, Because juke, they can't juke. turn. They can outrun you. Okay. But they can't turn very fast. So like 10 yards that way, then 10 yards that way, then 10 what yards that way. What if they catch you on the back? The back? Then serpentine better. Okay. Okay. All right. Now you know. I'm kind of for it. No. I'm kind of for it. No. I like it. Big no. Bring some energy to the stadium. Absolute you know? no. You know yes. what is a yes, though? That. No. One of your favorite players, yep. Miguel Cabrera, having just an incredible farewell homestand. I am not ready for Miguel Cabrera to go. I know. But unfortunately, um, this is the end of his career. These are the last three games and the Tigers have his number mowed into the grass in the outfield for this weekend. Three games left for one of the greatest hitters to ever do it. And it's not just that with Miggy. He's just brought so much fun and energy to the game of baseball. And, you know, we're at a place now in the game where players have a lot of fun and players yeah. do these things. And Miggy was really one of the first ahead of the curve there with just like, playing around with the opponents, having a lot of fun. And he's a guy growing up that, you know, when, when my brother was in the Tigers locker room at 21, 22 years, you know, 22, 23. Yeah. And at that time I'm 13, 14 years old. Yeah. So I go into a clubhouse. I get to meet Miguel Cabrera, who's a legend and he's super um, welcoming and was always talked to me about hitting and we got to hit in a cage together and mm -hmm. he would answer all my questions. And then we got to become teammates in the Tigers organization and in spring training. And he's just without probably knowing it meant a lot to me in, yeah. in my life, just from like big life moments that I've had watching the Tigers through those really good years and watching him win a triple crown and watching him blossom into one of the greatest baseball players we've ever seen. And, and one of the greatest baseball players I've ever seen with my own two eyes and to get 500 homers um, and, and to break all of these records and last player to win a triple crown. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to see him go, but uh, it's going to be an emotional weekend there in Detroit. I'll forever remember. I think it was my first big league spring training appearance. I pinch ran for Miggy, which will always be Aww. cool. And uh, yeah, he's always been super kind and and one of the nicest people to to be around. And obviously, an all time great, a future Hall of Famer. So shout out to Miguel Cabrera on certainly a first ballot Hall of Fame career. And uh, thank you for all the memories in, in my life that you've given me along the way, for sure. And I love that the fans and Miggy got to celebrate at least one more home run during this final homestand. Yeah, he just that hit a was homer. Just, it was so cool. Yeah. So um, it, it is going to be emotional for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, you know, it hasn't been the same for Miggy for the past couple of years. It's mm -hmm. definitely slowed down a bit. The hitting is not exactly there, but... He's still producing. He's still out there, uh, you know, hitting a homer the other day, which could yep. be uh, that was homer number 511 and could be the final home run of the career of Miguel Cabrera, one of the greatest to ever do it. And one of the uh, kindest humans, too. No matter if you were a teammate, an opposing team, like huge smiles and hugs every time I saw him. Yeah. It just, I, yeah. Thank you. Thank yep. you, Miggy, for bringing 
laughter and fun and joy to baseball and winning to the city of Detroit, yeah. you know, for a baseball team that was awful for so many years. And then it all turned around and Miggy was a huge, huge part of that. And, uh, he turned around, he turned around baseball in the city of Detroit and everything with him as a person, but also him as a baseball player. Um, it's going to be, I might shed a tear on Sunday for sure. That does it. It does. That does it for this Friday episode. Uh, Crazy baseball weekend. There is a lot happening this weekend. And it all starts tonight, Friday night, the final three games of the year. Everybody plays at the same time on Sunday. So everything's (laughs) happening at the same time. You heard it here today. You know all the clinching situations. You know who needs what. You know what needs to happen. Everything is settled. The stage is set. And it all happens starting Tonight, So make sure you're tuned in. Um, tomorrow will be Saturday with Smoltz. Also Wednesday, if you haven't listened, was with Nikki Lopez, legend for the Atlanta Braves. Well, became like a, like a hero in Atlanta when he was yeah. traded there and then had the game he did. And we talked all about the Braves. Go listen to that. John Smoltz tomorrow for looking forward to the playoffs with him. And then uh, we all know what happens Sunday. Final final games of the Yay. year. And then we will be back Monday to discuss it all and discuss the playoffs. This is going to be a crazy weekend. Everybody enjoy it. That does it for this Friday episode. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed and ready so you don't miss a single thing wherever you listen to your podcast, Flippin' Bats Pod there. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod. But that does it for this Friday episode. Until Saturday with Smoltz tomorrow, enjoy the weekend, everybody. Peace.